All right, welcome to the Rekindling Ministries podcast series. We are on season two, episode 2.09. This is the last episode of the season. We're wrapping up this journey called Know They Self, or at least the beginning of the journey. Uh-huh. Uh, my name is Shannon Kirkpatrick, and I am the, the director of Rekindling. And my name is Zach Rios, and I'm a student at Liberty University studying youth ministry and pastoral leadership. So, Zach, in the previous episode, we discussed the last of those seven introspective questions, uh, specifically identifying your dreams and goals. Mm -hmm. Just tell us about that real quick. Yeah. So we talked about dreams and goals as it relates to basically the three different categories that we talked about in season one, be, do, have. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about the B side of that being your character development. So we talked through, like, what things do you want to do or what things what personality traits do you want to really work towards? And then we also talked about the do aspect, and so that's more of your accomplishments and different things like that. Uh, And we tried to be as specific as we could. And then we finished up with just talking about have, and so what are some of those possessions that you'd like to have, just that icing on the cake type thing. Yeah, the catch-all category, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so this is the the last episode of the season, and this is probably going to be our longest episode ever, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. um, based on some of the prep work that we did. And what we're trying to do here uh, is we're trying to wrap all this up and help you figure out, you know, because the goal was to know thyself, right? And so yeah. we're trying to, to help you as best as we can. And we have found, and we're going to explain more of this stuff later on, but we have found that a lot of times this is a lot easier when I'm doing it face-to-face. And so doing it in this podcast where we don't have that two-way uh, interaction uh, presents a challenge. But we're, we're going to try to work through it as, as best as we can. And I'm also going to over-communicate. Um, I want to make sure you have as much information as you can. Um, I want to equip you as best as I can. So we're, mm-hmm. that's why there's a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. So first, let's just recap. What have we accomplished so far? So over the last two months or so, as we've re- recorded these episodes, we've walked you guys through this, this Know Thyself process. We've talked about the big picture of callings. This went back to the seven-stage journey um, like the wind walking, um, we talked about the archaeology digs. That if you if you find a building, um, you know you're trying to figure out what, based on the remember that building we end up being a, a, um, a barn, barn. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so, but we can look at based on how on how it was designed mm-hmm. and what we found inside it, what it was, right? So we talked about all that. We talked about how the, how the actual process works. That you're going to be answering introspective questions. You're then going to be unpacking your answers in depth, and you'll be looking for the patterns, themes, and threads, and all those answers. All of it aimed at figuring out your design so you can know your purpose. Um, We talked about identifying your beliefs, those core paradigms that you live by. We talked about ranking your values, your priorities in life, and what you deem important and and what that means. Mm -hmm. Um, We had you write out your timeline, so breaking your life into stages and seeing how each stage formed who you are today. We walked you through a series of personality tests, combining their answers to form a picture of how you, quote, do life. Mm -hmm. Uh, We continued in that vein, exploring your natural talents and your spiritual gifts, as well as spending some time on, you know, what I call muddy fields, your your weaknesses, and how they directly play into, ironically, the the plan that God has for you. We also elaborated on that with your spirit-flesh dichotomy. So this was the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, figuring out who you are at your most beautiful and and ugliest, Uh, as well as help you list out your external magnets, those people types and environments that you're drawn to or, or repelled by. Um, and then we then last time we discussed putting together the specific dreams and goals you have in life for your character, the type of person that you want to be, and for your accomplishments, what you mm-hmm. want to do in life, uh, and then for the have, right, that miscellaneous catch-all. So those are all the things that, that we were discussing in all these past episodes. Yep. And as we went through each section, we had you identify your answers, so you answered the actual question, and then we helped you unpack it a little, go a little deeper, uh, think through the implications of what does this mean for your life, and then also could you identify uh, your patterns. So, for example, I get, I'll, I'll, this is a good time to say this right now. 
this is what we were discussing beforehand. Mm-hmm. In the Know They Self groups, the 10-week groups, the main focus is to try to figure out what are the patterns in all of your answers so you can figure out what your calling is. Yep. One of the added bonuses that hopefully you can do or not do is if you'd figured out really some of those details and implications for how you're wired. Mm-hmm. We reverse that here in the podcast. And so the podcast, the main goal is to help you really think through the details of all your answers and the implications of that and how that affects your day-to-day living. One of the added bonuses is if you can figure out what the patterns are to figure out what your calling is. So all the previous episodes, we spent a lot more time on trying to unpack the answers. This episode is trying to do some of that icing on the cake with Mm -hmm. what what the patterns are and the calling. And hopefully you guys don't feel like you're missing out or anything on us not emphasizing the calling aspect of things and working through the details because I know just personally um, going through all these different details and things has been really, even though I've gone through this before, it's been really good to just sit and Mm -hmm. look at all of the different minutia of who you are. And so that's still a really valuable thing to be doing. And so don't so don't shortchange that. Right. And, and and it was hard for me when we first started designing this season because mm-hmm. I was trying to go, oh, I don't want them to miss out on it. But I just realized, no, this is this is a different game. It, it's a different goal, right, mm-hmm. with that. So, so we went through all that stuff. Hopefully you've picked up on the fact that, man, this requires a lot of work and effort. Yep. I, I can't kind of coast through Know Thyself. It requires an honest vulnerability. Um, and, and it really is helpful if you have that perceptive observance to details, right? So mm-hmm. you, you can pick up on that stuff. So here you are. Yep. Right. Now what? What what needs to be done now? And you might be just joining us for the first time. And if you haven't listened to any of episode uh, or season two, you might be thinking because I know taking a step back, I know that I like to read books like the the conclusion to figure out what it's about and then figure really? out if, every once in a while. Yeah. Oh, I can't do that. Um, mostly like academic type books, not uh-huh. fiction type things. All right, gotcha. um, but just read through the conclusion so then you can get like a memorable quote or whatever. Figure out if you want to read the whole thing. That's not going to work for this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you got, if you just started listening and you just heard us list through all of those different things, you might be thinking, well, that's not going to be that helpful. Well, <laughs> give us a chance and just try and go through the entire thing. And mm-hmm. once you hear each one explained out, hopefully it'll give you a better idea of how we got to where we are. Yeah, that's good. You know, and I, I think uh, – um, I will always read through the table of contents. I want to see the outline. Hmm. I want to see the chapters. And I want to see the logical flow, the thinking of the author. And it, as they're going through the chapters, if that lo- flow makes sense, it increases my chances of me buying the book, which yeah. is why like Amazon does the whole, you can look at the mm-hmm. table of contents now. All right. So normally in that 10-week Know They Self group, as we're coming to an end, what we do is we schedule these one-on-one mappings. And so it's me and the person sitting down. At you, they usually take three to five hours. Um, and we go through all of their answers in depth uh, and really try to unpack them because we just don't have the opportunity to do that in the week-to-week sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we, and the goal of and, and I'm explaining to you now the what the mapping is. The goal is is to create two drawings or two pictures. One picture is how that individual sees God and his economy, like what his plans are, how he's doing things, why he's doing it, mm-hmm. et cetera. Uh, and then two, a drawing of how you specifically are wired and how you're going to fit into his plans. 
And so the, the first part comes from the beliefs. And honestly, in the mapping, that's usually two to three hours. We spend two to three hours just on the person's beliefs, mm-hmm. trying to help them understand how they see God and how accurate that is, et cetera. And then the second part goes a lot quicker with the wiring. Um, and so then what they do is, is we'll have, I have, I have a bunch of whiteboards <laughs> at my apartment, um, or we can do it at that sometimes at the GCC offices, but we'll have them draw it out on the whiteboards and they'll take a picture of it mm-hmm. and then they can go get poster board or I'll give them a sketch pad sheet or whatever. And they'll redraw it out to exactly the way that they want it. And then in the next session, in the group session, everybody just brings their drawings mm-hmm. of both and they just share with the group. Here's how I see God and his plans. Here's how I'm wired. And then the group can just ask questions and celebrate. And it's just, it's just really, really cool. Yeah. So, that's how we do um, the mappings but you and I realized that it was gonna be really hard to replicate that in the podcast yes <laughs> and so we, we've been trying to think through you know how we're gonna do that so with that what we realized in this episode here we just can't touch on the God stuff um, we can't I'm not because we're gonna here in a second I'm gonna walk through Zach's answer so you guys can see how the second part of it works yep. but we're not really gonna spend a whole lot of time on his beliefs we're not gonna talk about how he sees God and his plans mm-hmm. um, this is not because it's not important. To yes. Us. Yep. Um, it's this was really hard for me when I was putting this outline together. It is vital for Zach and I that people understand God better. Yes. The more you understand God in the details, the better off you are. Don't mm-hmm. put them in that box. Um, and so it's something really important to the whole really overarching goal of the Rekindling Podcast. Yes. Uh, is for us to do that. And so even like in the first season, we don't spend a whole lot of time in Scripture. We purposefully are just kind of giving these analogies and these lenses to help people kind of think from a different angle. Mm-hmm. And then this season too, the know they self, the focus is, is helping understand that you make sense and that God's wired you very intentionally, yeah. et cetera. So for the listener, know that we're not going to spend any time, a lot of time today talking about God, um, but it's because in future seasons, mm-hmm. we're going to be spending a lot of time talking about that so we unfortunately we just can't address it today yeah and it's just really want to emphasize again even though he just said this that it it's not because we don't think it's not important and um we both believe that the more you the more clearly you understand god the more effectively you'll be able to understand yourself and the world around you mm-hmm. and so we're definitely not even saying that you shouldn't try and figure out what you believe about god we are right. just not there's just not an effective means for us to do In that over in this season during this podcast. So we would still encourage you guys to go through and think about how your beliefs apply to how you see God because a lot of times we have a very simplistic view of God. Mm -hmm. And then what really comes out in that two to three hour mapping session, that first part, is you move past your simplistic answer. So who's God? God's all powerful. Okay, what does that mean? Right. And you really, once you start getting three or four layers into that, you start realizing the implications and you can really just have a better appreciation for who God is. And you un- and you get to realize that you have a lot more going on in your brain about what you think about God than you normally articulate. Mm-hmm. And so it's just really good to see that. And we both think that that's really important. When I first started doing the, when I first started doing Know Thyself, it was raw. I didn't have the book, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. I had, I had a general outline in my head, um, but I would actually set somebody down and they would go through the entire process of answering all the questions and then unpacking them all at one time. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, they'd run nine, 10 hours. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this isn't working. So that's when I changed it to the 10 week group and all that. And even when I first did the mappings, the focus was more on kind of what we're doing in, in this season mm-hmm. where you're, you're slowing down all the answers and going through all that. But then I realized like, oh my goodness, it is so important 
how they see God. It affects everything else. Yes. So the mapping's actually changed over time, where now the majority of the mapping is just helping them kind of sort through God, and then we kind of briefly, quickly go through this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and but anyways, so it's kind of cool watching it, you know, transform over time. So if you already are a believer, you know, you, you've already drank the Jesus Kool Aid and, and that kind of thing. Um, and you're like, oh, I wish they would just spend more time in, in Scripture and talking about God. We'll get there. We're, <laughs> yes. we're, we're with you. It's yep. just in other seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not a believer, um, just understand God is freaking incredible. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and there's just so much I want to say on that. And so please listen to the other seasons. Yeah. Um, as you, I, I'm sure you have objections. You probably have more objections to his followers than him, mm-hmm. but you might have some object, objections to him, but those objections come from a, a perspective that you're coming from. And so one of the things that we want to do in other seasons is help you kind of come at some, come at God in the Bible from a different perspective. And a lot of times those objections, you know, kind of go away. So yeah. anyway, so I, just, I want to make a note on that. So, but as far as, so what we're going to try to do now is that second part of the mapping where we're focused on your results. Results. Mm-hmm. Um, and we realized that the best way that we could do this in the podcast is just to give you a short, quick example of what that looks like. And so we're going to use Zach's answers um, from his from his knowledge self. We're yep. going to do that, do that here in a moment. Um, and so then, so we're going to we're going to walk you through just a uh, a short version of what a mapping might look like, just to give you a ballpark idea yep. of how you can do it on your own. And so and so, unfortunately, we just have to leave it to you. This is going to have to, and, and, and I, actually not even unfortunate. I'll, I'll say that I, a lot of people go through know self. And a lot of times they really, really enjoy it. They really enjoy the process. But a couple of years later, they haven't made a whole lot of changes. Hmm. And I realize that's not my job. That's not my responsibility yeah. to help identify all of it. But it, there's a quote from you know Goethe. I think I, I think I said this in the last episode concerning all acts of creation and initiative. There's one elementary elementary truth. At the moment, one definitely commits oneself. Then providence moves too. Mm-hmm. And so I realized that it's not my job to get you to pursue your calling. Um, I can help you identify and help you think on all this stuff. It, ownership's on you. You know, mm-hmm. you got to step up and do this. And so I don't feel as bad that I can't do the mappings with all the listeners um, because I remember, like when I went through this, I didn't have the mapping. You know, I, I did this on my own and figured this stuff out. And so I know it's still possible for others to do that as well. Yeah. Um, and so, so once we give you the example. Um, we're going to leave it to you for, for you to try to find what the patterns are for you to kind of do your own mapping of self. And, and sometimes it requires a naturally strategic thinking person to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, maybe you can bring somebody else along to sit with you in that process. They need to be very investigative, you know, that picking up on details and patterns and, yeah. and they really, you want them to believe in you. Um, and so maybe they can help you with that. And then obviously drench this in prayer and let the spirit lead uh, and kind of, kind of guide you through all that. Uh, and there's always a timing issue. Mm-hmm. It's always, and it might, if you're not one of those strategic minded people and you listen to what we're about to go through and you're just like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do that. There are other ways to do that. We mm-hmm. haven't really explored, right. like trying to figure out all of the different ways you could do a mapping. Yeah, our way is the only way. <laughs> For sure. hundred <laughs> percent of the time. Um, but if you can even just get a principle from this example that we're about to go through, we both would agree that that would be really valuable because we are just trying to equip you however we can mm-hmm. to figure out more about yourself. It's not about going through and, oh, I have to follow their outline and do it this way. We've we've done this before. And mm-hmm. so, like, this does work, but this is just one of the ways that yeah. can work. Yeah, it's good you said that. So you're saying that we don't have all the answers. I mean, 98%. <laughs> Shh, don't tell Shannon. Um, okay, so let's let's go through this then. Um, so, Zach, tell me, and I'm, I'm going to have you just rapid fire these answers. Okay. Um, what are your core beliefs? 
my core beliefs. I oh, have... and real quick, let me interrupt you. Okay. So the way that I, that I normally do this when I'm doing the math thing is I'm asking someone the question, mm-hmm. and then I'm I'm making I'm taking notes. I'm like, okay, what are some key points and key principles that keep coming up, right? Um, so I'll be taking. Well, I already took some notes, but we keep talking, and we'll go from there. Okay. So what are your core beliefs? Yes, my core beliefs. I have four of them. Uh, my first one is a biblically based, Christ-centered worldview is the only fully coherent worldview, and by applying the truths of the Bible, deeper understanding regarding all things can be attained, at least to an extent. My second one is there are real reasons people believe the things they do, and through understanding where they are coming from and the work of the Holy Spirit, the incoherencies in their worldview can be demonstrated, and they can turn to Christ. Thirdly, Christ desires to have a restored personal relationship with all mankind, so he graciously and lovingly sacrificed to provide the opportunity to all. Then lastly, God has a plan for my life that is even bigger and wilder than I can even imagine as long as I'm actively searching for a deeper relationship with him and am being obedient to the prompting of the Spirit in the moment. There's not one set tightrope type path that I need to try and find. Okay, and then how many values, top, top values do you have? I have 15 of those. Okay, and just rapid fire. Okay, so I have passion, respect, seek to understand, communicate until comprehension, allow complexity, pursue perspective, intentionality, commitment, growth and progress, flexibility, grace, optimism, impact, learning, and integrity. So, you know, if we were doing a full mapping, we would have spent three hours just on those beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. Because obviously those aren't all your beliefs. Yeah. We would spin them all off. Mm Mm-hmm. We also, if we wanted to do like a 10-hour mapping, I would go. we would go through each individual value. What do you mean by that? How do you define that, et cetera? And that's yeah. kind of what we discussed in that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and then how many stages in your in your timeline so far? I had five stages in my timeline. Okay. Um, so I had middle school, and so... And you don't need to read, to read the descriptions, just kind of... Okay. Do you have titles for them? Yeah, I have titles. Yeah, just give me the titles. And so I have like middle school, early high school, uh, youth group, uh, a summer camp that I went to called Reborn Rangers, and then college. And just for you listeners, if you were actually to read uh, read through his very detailed um, timeline, one thing that you would not find in there is watch Lord of the Rings. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, we, because he hasn't done that yet. We so. lamented that in the last podcast, yeah. if you're curious I'm, about I'm, that I'm discussion. Still, I'm still uh, <laughs> grieving, going through the, the stages of grief in that. There's many people that are still. Yeah. The denial stage, is that where we're yeah, currently I was, at? Yeah, I was telling someone about it. I'm like, he hasn't seen it. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, I'm so glad that could come up in my mapping. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> real excited. Um, all right, so that's timeline. Uh, and then magnets. So what is your disk result? Uh, my disk result is I'm a D slash C and then specifically challenger. Yeah, I like, I like that. Um, what's your learning preference, your primary learning preference? Uh, contemplative learner. Okay. What were the, the top two or three Kiersey answers for you? Um, I had Guardian, and so the Supervisor, ESTJ, and then I, another time I had taken it and got ENTP. Which I looked up, and it's the Inventor. Okay. Um, all right, Strength Finders, your top five to seven? Uh, believing, Excellence, Visionary, Command, and Analyst. Okay. Um, love Languages? Uh, physical Touch, Quality Time, Acts of Service, and then actually probably somewhere in there also is Words of Affirmation. Okay, <laughs> that's kind of all, all of them. all of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, your spiritual roles? Uh, teacher, steward, and then child slash socialite. Okay, natural talents? Uh, intelligence and seeing the big picture, leader, uh, just leadership and public speaking, being influential, and then passionate. All right, uh, spiritual gifts? Faith, administration, and teaching. Okay, uh, muddy fields. Uh, lust, pride, and control. 
Okay. And then in the magnets, we're, we're not, I'm not going to go through the Jekyll and Hyde because it's too long and detailed. Yeah. Um, well, your, your positive, did we put the magnets down? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, positive people magnets? Uh, positive people are intentional, they're spirit filled, positive, and aware. Uh, and then your negative people magnets? Disrespectful, arrogant, entitled, and negative complacent. Laughing right now, um, and then your positive environments that you you're drawn to. Yeah, so just environments where the Lord's working. There's optimism, uh, clear direction, and flexible structure. Uh, and then your negative environments that you try to avoid. Uh, just sinful ones, depressing, disorganized, and indecisive. Okay, and then I'm gonna um, I'm not gonna have you read off your be do have dreams right now. I'm okay. gonna read them off at the end. Okay, you don't see why. All right, so. So Zach just listed all his answers, and we I had I had got his answers ahead of time just so I can kind of prep so there wasn't like this this dead air space of like um yeah right I mean I could have practiced I could yeah. have done my solo that I've been working on for um absolutely zero <laughs> amounts of time <laughs> um you know Rachel plays like a, a flute thing mm-hmm. you, have, you need to listen to her do it. it's not a flute it's a weird point. anyways I could have brought in my tuba no <laughs> I mean you could have but. We, we'll, we'll, I'll pass on that. So, so what I do when I do the mappings, and, and I'm telling you this so that you can do this, the listener, mm-hmm. as you're listening to this, is I look at everyone's answers, and and I the beliefs I focus more on the whole God picture, right? They show up a little bit here as well, but I focus more there, and 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 the timeline can do a little bit. What I'm mainly focused on is the values, and then the answers from the personality tests. Yeah. And what I do is I say, okay, so which ones group together? This is the idea of identifying threads or themes or patterns or whatever. And so, like, like for example, if someone is a D in the disc and they have command and strength finders, those two go hand in hand, mm-hmm. right? Um, because the D likes to give direction, so does the command. So I would pair up the D and the command. And so, and, and it's... It, I know some people say, oh, how do you figure all this out? For me, it's just very common. Like, I look at it, yeah, there, boom, 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 mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, but usually, and so I'm hoping you, the listener, you'll be able to look at all your answers. And, and you, probably, you people usually have three to seven groupings. Um, and so you want to identify which ones would I group together. And mm-hmm. there's some flexibility with that. So, so looking at Zach's, what I did was I saw that the D and Challenger, you know, from the disc, that, that was definitely a thread. And so, like, the command came up there and supervisor and teacher and leader, um, the communicating, the comprehension, the public speaking, the influential, the impactful, uh, all those I kind of grouped together. Yeah. Um, and then I also noticed there was, like, the, the contemplative thinker-learner in you. And so the contemplative learning style, the belief, the learner, um, the analyze, uh, seek to understand, pursue perspective, uh, intelligent and see the big picture, mm-hmm. um, being um, – uh, flexible, uh, the passionate and optimist and faith, all those I grouped together. Um, and then a third one that I saw was the, um, the planner organizer in you. So th- that's why I was laughing about the instructions, you know, oh. that you gave me all bullet point, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was great. I loved it. Uh, but anyways, and so this is where the C and the disc came up mm-hmm. and the, the strategic, the inventor, the achiever, the maximizer, the steward, uh, administration and your gifts, integrity, growth and progress, intentionality and commitment, allowing for complexity and flexibility. I grouped all those together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also had kind of a fourth, like a sub thread, the quality time um, and the socialite, kind of the relational part of it. Yeah. So anyway, so that, so that was kind of my rough draft was I saw those three slash four basic groupings. 
So then I, so then what I do is, so that, that's what you're going to do as a listener is you're going to try to take all those answers from your values and personality tests and, mm-hmm. and strengths and all that, um, and say, all right, which ones would I group together? Yeah, this is definitely a theme, right? All these answers play into that theme. Yep. So, so you, and you do a rough draft of that. Then I drew out, um, a, a more organized version of this. And, and of course you guys can't see this, um, but, but, and I, you know, I always show the people. So what, what I saw was, is there's the three primary threads and I always come back to be to have with almost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I look for the B threads initially. And when I, what, what, what do I mean when I say a B thread, it's more of like internally within you and like how you're wired and what's important to you and how you tick. Yeah, yeah. Then, and then the do threads are like the actual like actions or tasks that you're gonna do mm-hmm. in relationship with other people, right? So I realized that there were two internal threads or two B threads. And so one of them was that, and, 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 I, and I try to use your wording, mm-hmm. right? So because it's your wording instead of, because I used to like always want to give my name to it, but, or, you know, give my own vocabulary to it. That's, but who cares <laughs> what I think, right? Sure. So anyways, the first one is that passionate, optimistic faith. So I, I put those three together and I circled it. That's kind of like the, the title for that first thread. And so underneath that, um, like what backs up this idea that a passionate, optimistic faith is one of your core threads. One is that contemplative learner. Um, so contemplative from um, the learning style and then learner was from strength finders. Mm-hmm. And so God wired you to be this contemplative learner. And then some sub points under that, um, I think most of these were from your values. Seek to understand, pursue perspective. Oh, and then um, see big picture. That was one of the natural talents. Um, and then also the intellectual, like you're intelligent in your strengths. And then the analyze, uh, analyzing was from strength finders. So, so if I'm, oh, and then also allowing um, flexibility and complexity, mm-hmm. right? To taking a flexible, flexible approach to learning, allowing complexity in that learning, right? Yeah. So, so I'm like, okay, so this is cool. So God wired Zach to be this contemplative learner. And so he gave Zach, um, this desire to seek understanding and to pursue perspective. He gave Zach the ability to see big perspective. He gave Zach intelligence and he gave Zach the ability to analyze details and information. Mm-hmm. He also um, wired Zach for Zach to appreciate the need for flexibility and complexity. Yeah. And so I see how all that ties together. And then a second sub point under this passionate, optimistic f- uh, faith is the belief and so belief was one of your strength finders. Mm-hmm. And then that actually goes back to your belief, your belief answers. <laughs> Let's give me a second. Um, and, and I look back at your three belief answers, and one of the big things is a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. So, so I look at this and I say, all right, so God wired Zach to be this contemplative learner and then gave him all these specific wirings to help with that. He also gave, um, oh, this is a theology thing, but he wired Zach with this desire to, to be driven by his beliefs. Mm-hmm. And Zach has come to the conclusion that a biblical worldview really is the paradigm. And so when you combine you as a contemplative learner, plus your conclusion that you want to believe in the biblical worldview of things, those two combined has created a thread of you having a passionate, optimistic faith. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and then the second thread uh, I've labeled the strategic inventor slash achiever. So the strategic is from Strength Finders. The uh, inventor and achiever are both from no. Let me think about this. Inventors from Kiersey and achievers from Strength Finder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so he wired you to be this strategic inventor and achiever. And so, just a quick reminder: strategic is like the ability to kind of sort through complex things and, and, and figure things out. The inventor from Kiersey, that's the the ES 
whatever the second one was for you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like, you know, you're driven to like start things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like, so, cause I, I use the term entrepreneur, I think instead of inventor for Kiersey, mm-hmm. but it's this idea like, oh, let's, let's just start. Let's just, let's, let's, let's do something. Let's, mm-hmm. I have to be doing something. And the achiever is all about finishing. So the inventor is about starting. The achiever is about finishing. Yeah. So because you have both of those, it shows you want a comprehensive, this is very task oriented. Mm-hmm. So God, so God wired you with this thread to get stuff done. Right and get it done well. Yeah. So the sub points under there. One is intentionality and commitment. I think we're both of your values for you, and so you can see where um, being intentional and commitment really help a strategic inventor achiever. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then another sub thread under there is that growth slash progress um, from your your uh, values maximizer from Kiersey integrity. I think was a value thing, mm-hmm. um, and so. You as being that inventor achiever, you want to grow and develop and mature, and you, you know, and you want to be this awesome Christian, right? Based back on that passionate faith uh, thing, yeah. Um, and so integrity and, and being true to who you are and that kind of thing. And then a, a third sub thread under this would be the C from the disc profile, so the C is very detail oriented, and so it's the C. Um, the flexibility shows up again. Administration from your spiritual gifts, steward from the role, servant from I think spiritual gifts uh, and, and love languages, and so it's that C flexible administrative steward servant. And so I, I, when I think about you doing um, the um, college for a day, yeah, and like you know how you follow the mm-hmm. the main person around and just kind of help out wherever needed, everything. Yeah. that's you being that, yes. right? <laughs> um, and so, and so, I was I was grinning as I was looking at both those because you and I constantly have these passionate faith conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're on pretty much the same page with, with most stuff with theology, yeah. uh, and we both have that passion. And so, we've talked a lot about that. But then I also see that strategic inventor achiever in you with the CFOS stuff. I also see it here with this, you know, this kind of thing, very yeah. or, this, these organized lists. Um, so, so those two are the two threads that I saw as the B threads, as the mm-hmm. internal threads of like how God's wired you. Um, and so then that would lead into the do. And so what has God given those two B internal threads? What has God called you to do? And everybody's different, right? People have different threads. But you have one primary uh, external thread or do thread. Uh, but it has two subpoints, which I thought was really cool, and it all links together. Uh, and so, so I've labeled this the D uh, influential, impactful leader. Mm-hmm. And so that's that external do thread for you. And so the D from the desk, you know, it's, it's you know you're comfortable taking charge, uh, impactful and influential. Both I think were in your values, uh, and then leader uh, was from a couple of different places, and in your timeline because your timeline shows some leadership roles, yeah. right? Um, and so I have um, three subpoints under this, and so one subpoint. I grouped together um, the communication, I think, from Strength Finders, the public speaking from your natural talents, the challenger from the disc, um, comprehension, oh, um, one of your values, communicating to comprehension, yes, yep. uh, and then teacher, I showed up you know, a couple, in a couple of those things. Mm-hmm. All that groups together. So one way that you're gonna be an impactful leader is by um, communicating and teaching people, challenging them to find the right comprehension. And that, and so the question is, what are you going to be teaching? Underwater basket weaving, free throw shooting, <laughs> right? And so, for example, if you had a sports thread mm-hmm. here, then that would tell me you're going to be teaching sports. Yep. But that, so, but it goes back to your passionate faith. Mm-hmm. And so, so one way that God, that you, this is of course of course your whole life, but one way that God has designed you to be an impactful, influential, um, take charge leader type is by communicating and challenging people to comprehend 
a biblical worldview, mm-hmm. right? And then the sub, the second sub point under this was the supervisor from Kiersey, which I think was your your main E as whatever it was. I think so, yeah. Um, and so the supervisor from Kiersey, it's very important for them that they're following, like kind of dotting their I's and uh, crossing their T's Mm -hmm. and they're doing a really quality job in whatever the task is at hand. And and the inspector is the same way. The difference between the inspector and the supervisor, the supervisor wants everybody to do that. Hmm. And so they're kind of like that middle management type of there's some project or some task. And if if they're being the healthy version, not the unhealthy version, they're really good at whoever the team is, getting the whole team to dot all the I's and cross all the T's to get it done. And so that plays directly in with that strategic inventor achiever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's like you getting, you know, you being very detail oriented and wanting to maximize and do things well and then getting others to do the same. Uh, and so I thought that was kind of cool that both those sub um, points directly went right back from the B. Yeah. Uh, and then the third, the third sub there was, was the, the quality time socialite. So I had it as a fourth, you know, thread. It's a sub thread under the D leader one. Yeah. Um, and that is that you don't want to be, so when you know you don't want to be just the task-oriented leader, and you don't want to be just the information teacher type leader. You also want that quality time, social, fun, mm-hmm. relational, right type. Yeah. And so and so what happens is so when I look at this, so so that's that's the mapping. It's it's identifying. So here was all your answers, and it seems to group in these main three threads: two of them being B, and then one of them being do or, or external. Mm-hmm. And so God has wired you to really develop a passion, you know, and, and to develop right for you, it's your your part in your intentionally free will and all yeah. that. But to develop that passionate, optimistic faith, also to be a very strategic inventor and achiever in getting projects and tasks and that kind of thing done, mm-hmm. and combining those two, overall, He wants you to be this impactful, influential leader that is teaching that passionate faith and getting people to, and you know, whatever the project is, that's totally going to vary throughout the course of your life. Sure, um, but to do so in a very social, fun type environment. Yeah. Thoughts? Um, one thing that always strikes me, because this is the second time I've gone through this process with you. Um, the first time was, I believe, at the beginning, or it last was last fall. Last fall. Yeah. Um, and so it's just really interesting just sitting here and listening to you go through all of the different complexity of me and then mm-hmm. it just boiling down to something that seems really well, not simplistic, but like it, it all fits together mm-hmm. in just a clear and concise way. And it's interesting how you you didn't go through <coughs> this, but the weaknesses play oh, into yeah. that. Oh, yeah. We're going to get there. Okay. Um, let me think about that. Let me look at my notes real quick. Actually, no, no. I'll get. I'll, I'll come to that in a second, but keep okay. going. But yeah, it's, so it's interesting, and we'll see that in a, in a second how it plays into one thing that I don't think I put as a weakness, so I'll just briefly touch on that now, is with the... Uh, um, strategic inventor achiever um that something like the negative side of that because each of these also have the positive and the negative side and part of the negative side of that that i found is that since i want stuff to be done so well my perfectionism can come out yeah Uh, and i don't know if that made it into anything but um perfectionist perfectionism really can come into that and then that really just for me personally just shuts down that whole section because it's just like if i can't do it perfectly then i'm just not gonna do it um and so even starting to see how okay so this is why this is why that happens because i have this thing that i want to try and do and so when that's not happening then this is how i react and so just recognizing that sort of thing fine i won't do it (laughs) um yeah we're gonna come back to that more in a moment yeah um so but actually let me also say this real quick okay um so looking at your dreams, mm-hmm. 
I thought this was this was hysterical. So I went through and I didn't I didn't even because because one of the things I want to do is I like to see how accurate I am. Yeah. And so I like to try to figure the mappings out before I even get to their dreams. Mm-hmm. So then we can see do their dreams actually play into the mapping result? Yeah. And they totally did. So so looking at yours here um, in your B dreams. So so if you have the, these three main threads: the passionate, optimistic faith, the strategic inventor achiever, and this D impactful influential leader. Mm-hmm. I, I, I abbre- abbreviated them POF P O F and SIA S I A, and then the, and then DIL the D I I L. <laughs> but anyway, so I just made little notes to myself. And so I looked at, okay, God-fearing and humble, spirit-led, surrendered to Christ, those are all that passionate faith thing. Mm-hmm. Obedient in the small, minute details, honest and reliable, that's that strategic um, that strategic uh, uh, inventor part. Yeah. Um, friendly and outgoing, a person people want to be around, understanding and respect for all people, that's all part of that social stuff under the deal, <laughs> right? under, under the leadership. Yeah. Um, consistently devoted to Christ, a student of the word and in the will of God with confirmation that I am where he wants me to be, that's all part of that passion of faith. Mm-hmm. So those all fit right into your three threads. And then looking at your do, actually every single one of your do was under the deal, was under the the, the D, influential, impactful leadership. And so it was, and it was so much of that teaching, it was mostly the teaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Um, oh, but like even here, the family section, that was more the relational. Mm-hmm. So all that just kind of reconfirms yeah. uh, that. And then under the hat, I'm sitting here, him and I are looking at the list right now, which obviously you guys can't see. But um, And then under the haves, a lot of it was more that icing on the cake type stuff. Mm-hmm. But one of them was priorities well set and balanced. That's that str- the SIA, the strategic mm-hmm. uh, uh, inventor type. And then influence in the unbelieving community. That was go back to, to the leadership thing. Yeah. So it was just really cool to see that your dreams got confirmed and it fits well with your wiring. Yeah. And I know that might be hard for you guys to be hearing and like see how all that works together. I'm not sure if there's actually an effective way for us to post that for you or yeah, anything. I don't think so. um, but regardless, because um, I just don't want you guys to be in a spot where you're just like, okay, that's good for Zach. I can't do that. Right. Um, because I feel like you you could potentially be discouraged right now and just thinking, I'm not going to be able to do that. And we would encourage you to try in some capacity. Yeah. Um, I, we don't expect you to sit down and lead off with these are the two B categories, this is the do category, this is how all of them complexly fit together. Mm-hmm. We don't expect that at all. Um, but as you start looking at the patterns, you can start doing that grouping and then you can look at the groupings and see how that fits into things. And as you're just thinking through this, it might be beneficial for you to say, okay, how do these groupings that I have fit in with the be, do, have mm-hmm. um, paradigm? Mm-hmm. Shannon likes to save it for later because he likes to just have fun with that. But yeah. it might be helpful for you to go through and say, okay, so these are the do things. And that might help you put some categories oh, yeah, on yeah, this. Yeah. So um, so what? that was an example. So now it's your turn. Mm-hmm. And I want to go ahead and give a couple more examples um, just to try to help you uh, as you as you put all this together. Yeah. So one thing that you want to do is you want to put all your answers in one place. So if you if you have happen to already have the Know They Self workbook on page fifteen fifty one of the workbook, we have I have I have it set up where you can put all your answers there so you can just see them all you know kind of mm-hmm. on, in one spot. Or if, if you've been like doing a journal, um, you go through all because the journal was probably pages and pages and pages. So find some blank space in your journal there and then go back to each of your answers and just try to say, all right, so you know, here, here's the values, here's the personality test, mm-hmm. et cetera. Get them all in one place just so you can see it a little easier rather than flipping back and forth. It just yeah. helps. Yeah. So that's one thing you want to do. Then look at them and look for those patterns and threads, just what, what Zach was saying. So for example, 
um, like he said, you know, look for the uh, the B thread or the do thread. Um, look for a spiritual thread. So anything having to do with like God, religion, spirituality, faith, belief, you know, all, all those could be grouped together into mm-hmm. one. Um, and then look for those internal threads. So examples, do you have some of your answers are talking about like a de- attention to details and planning? Those can be grouped together. Do you have a number of answers that get into creativity? So, so um, creativity, um, artist, painting, crafting, you know, would you put all those together? Sure. Um, do you have one like Zach has, which is the, the learning and, and pondering and thinking? Um, and, and, you know, I like to learn new things. I like to, I like to try new things. I like to uh, acquire skills. All those could be grouped together. Mm-hmm. Um, is, do you have like a relational uh, thread? So like love is very important um, and, and forgiveness and intimacy and community. You know, those would all be grouped together. Um, so so look, at the, look for the B ones and then look for like the do or the action oriented ones. So, for example, um, maybe you had maybe there's like a whole designing or creating or crafting or producing or working thread. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, to give you some examples, like let, let's say if I'm if I'm doing a mapping with somebody and I see that in their beliefs, one of the things they said was it's very important to produce things with your own hand. And then in their values, I saw that accomplishment and work ethic were in their values. And let's say like in their timeline, they were listing a whole bunch of different jobs and like their success and promotion in those jobs. Um, and, and their methods, like they had they had a C in their disc results. They were a conversational, like a one-on-one type learner. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they were, maybe in their Kiersey, they had crafter or architect. Maybe in their strength finders, they had achiever or developer or restorer. Maybe in their natural talents, they had written, they were good at fixing things. Maybe in their spiritual gifts, they had craftsmanship. If, if I'm looking at somebody's mapping and they had all of those, um, scattered among their answers. Sure. That's a thread. Yes. Right. All those go together of just this this producing. Mm-hmm. Um, another example. And so so as you're as you're listening, the reason why I'm doing this section here is I'm hoping that maybe you're looking through your answers like, oh, I have those. Yeah. Right. Or I have yeah. some of those. So maybe that's a thread for me. It's, it's just helping you out. Mm-hmm. So let's say for example, I'm listening to somebody and in their beliefs they talked about the importance of it's really important to help others. And in their values they had service and caring. Um, maybe in their timeline, one of the things they addressed was they had a lack of that. So like they, they grew up maybe in a, in a colder, darker, tougher uh, home environment. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm listening to their methods, they're in their disc, they were they had a high S and a high I. In their learning pre- preference, it was more that collaborative team type focus. Um, maybe in Kiersey, they had they were a provider or a healer. Um, in their um, natural talents, they had, or in those spiritual roles, they had servant. Um, in their natural talents, they were very helpful. And one of their spiritual gifts was service. All those go together. Mm-hmm. So that shows that thread of serving or taking care of needs. Yeah. Maybe I'm sitting with somebody and, and in their beliefs, they say it's very important to always be prepared for anything that could happen in life. And in their values, I saw that they had planning and structure. And like as they're going through their timeline, you could tell they were very structured, even how they wrote their timeline. Um, in their, their DISC results, they were a D and a C. They were a convocational learner. Um, in in um, Kiersey, they were an inspector or supervisor or inventor. Like you see, you had supervisor and inventor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the strength finders, they had strategic or achiever, futuristic, which you just had, by the way. By the way, I didn't write that thinking about you, huh. but but you but this this yeah, is you because you also had oh my gosh you had steward <laughs> in your spiritual roles and you had admin in your um, spiritual gifts mm-hmm. and so so, and so organizing implementing yeah and this this is what we want you to have as this is These a scripted moments, we actually. Yeah. 
I didn't think about that. He just noticed that as we go through, and this is our hope for you guys, as we read through some more of these, is that you can say, wait, no, no, no that's really me, mm-hmm. and just have that moment of excitement. Yeah, because this is not coincidence, Mm-mm. right? It's not coincidence. Cause so when I did note for myself, obviously I didn't have note myself, but sure. I kind of did a raw version of it years ago, mm-hmm. and I was going through and I was identifying all the threads. I'm like, holy cow. I had like I had the teaching thread. I had I had the the um, contemplative thinker thread, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, anyways, so let's keep going. Um, another example. Let's say somebody, um, you know, in their beliefs, they talk about it's important to like care for others, and in their values, they happen to have protection. And like in their timeline, they didn't have a lot of that, which is why it's important to them now. Maybe they were a DS in the disc, a collaborative learner. In Kiersey, they had like protector or supervisor, or field marshal. Um, in strength finders, they had command or inclusive. Um, maybe in the spiritual roles, they had warrior or steward or socialite. Maybe they had natural talents of leading, that spiritual gift of leadership or mm-hmm. pastoring or mercy. All of those tell me that there's a shepherding thread here of taking care of others. Um, another example, maybe you had a lot of, um, in your beliefs, you talked about spiritual warfare and the importance of prayer. In your values, you had protection, safety, victory, um, being spirit-led. Um, in your timeline, you talked about spiritual warfare. You have a D in your disc. Uh, in Kiersey, you protector or healer in the spiritual roles, warrior, maybe a natural talents, um, you know, you're good at defending, uh, or spiritual gifts of ecbolism or, or distinguishing between spirits. Mm-hmm. All of those grouped together in, in this thread of being a warrior and fighting for others, yeah. right? Um, another example would be like in, in your beliefs, you talked about it's important to be in the know, right? And to grow in your values. You had truth and maturity in, in your timeline. You were talking a lot about favorite teachers that you hmm. had um, in the disc. You have a combination of C, I and D um, in learning preference, convocational and contemplative uh, in Kiersey. Maybe you had mastermind or teacher or counselor or champion in strength finders. You had um, input or communication or strategy or developer or restorer or relator. Um, in the roles you had teacher in natural talents you have you're good at explaining things you're communicating things your spiritual gifts might have been knowledge or wisdom or teaching or exhortation all of those grouped together mm-hmm. and that that's a thread of like informing or teaching or counseling yeah a um, couple more examples. Maybe you had um, in, in one of your beliefs was you need to enjoy life to the fullest. Hmm. You know, um, in your values you had fun and community, relationships and adventure. In your timeline you were you were talking about different adventures you'd went on. You were high eye in the disc. Um, you had performer or composer or promoter in the Kiersey. You had woo in the strength finders, winning others over. Um, you had socialite in the spiritual roles. You had entertaining in your natural talents. You had hospitality and singing in your spiritual spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. all of those tie together. And it's this idea of this entertaining thread or this fun producing thread. Um, and then another one, uh, maybe in your beliefs, you talk about the importance of trusting people and loving people. And in your values, you had love and you had family and friends and encouragement and fun and intimacy and community. Um, in your disc profile, you were a combination of IS. In strength finders, you had relator. Um, in your uh, role, spiritual roles, you had encourager. Natural talents, you had written down, you were friendly. Your spiritual gifts included mercy or hospitality or encouragement or helps. All those go together. And that's the idea of like befriending people and encouraging them and building them up. Yeah. And so these are a lot of different examples. Mm-hmm. And so, but we didn't cover all of them. Obviously, no, no, there's no. a lot of other things that we could possibly do. And so don't, don't think, oh man, ah, I didn't hear mine. So it's not a threat. No, 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 no. Just give an example. Yeah, yeah. Just examples. And I mean, there were, we did go, we did try and include a lot of them, but there's still more. And so be oh, yeah. creative, try and go through mm-hmm. if it's helpful. Um, because most people we found have like the three to seven different threads. Right, right. And so 
as we were talking about earlier, maybe think about putting them in the be and do layout. And so then you can actually begin to group them more effectively and begin to see them in a different way. Yeah. And we saw that with Zach's example. And, and even like my life, you know, when, when I was going through mine, I, and I just touched on this earlier, that one of the themes I had was this belief in connectedness and contemplative and mastermind. Mm-hmm. And all those was like that deep philosophical theological thinker type yeah and then i had that similar to you actually both of our drawings are pretty similar um i had that c architect steward type which was the detail organized planner i also had the i charismatic woo you know bartending in my 20s the socialite Mm -hmm. and so um the the belief one was the internal and so was the um architect steward and then the charisma woo one was more external and then all that led to me being a champion and teacher right doing doing rekindling mm-hmm. and so it was kind of cool it was very very confirming for me that this is what god had called me to do mm-hmm. um so 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 those are just some examples and so you want to try to put them together uh as best as you can and see what you can identify and so hopefully when it comes out to you all right so here's i have found given my answers that i had four threats or I had six threats or sure. whatever. And these seem to be kind of the B, these seem to be kind of the do. You now have a, a general snapshot of uh, of who you are, of who God designed, designed you to be. Mm-hmm. And then you can start thinking through the implications or platform of that as far as like, okay, so given that, what should my career be? And for some people, their wiring, the career is irrelevant. Hmm. The, way, the way they're wired, God's like, take whatever job you want, I don't care, yeah. because my calling for you is outside of work, mm-hmm. you know, kind of deal. Um, and, and, and so this is where you, when you get into like, so for example, when you get into your B dreams, that will just flesh out even more of what you just drew out. And typically almost always, by the time you flesh this out and you go look at your B dreams, those words have already showed up in your drawing, Mm -hmm. or if they haven't, you know exactly where they go. And then looking at your do, this is a huge one. When you realize that one of the, one of some of these accomplishments that you're hoping to achieve in the do, you're actually wired for that. Mm-hmm. Not coincidence, right? You know, go, go do it. So anyways, so, so now hopefully you have, um, at the very least, this has been very helpful for you, this whole, the whole series of just mm-hmm. understanding yourself better. But specifically with this episode, I'm trying to map out those threads. So hopefully you have a couple threads. So now that you have the threads, what you want to do is now you need to add the muddy fields. Mm-hmm. You need to add the weaknesses. And so if you've, if you've read C.S. Lewis's Screwtape Letters, it's such a phenomenal, phenomenal book that I highly recommend people read. And, and the basic premise of it is it's all about demons. And so demons have to go to demon college. And, and, and in demon college, they're taught how to mess with and screw up humans. Mm-hmm. And so the course of the book, what it is, is there was a, uh, uh, there was a demon named Wormtongue. And Wormtongue had just graduated from Demon College, but he had blew it off the entire time. So he didn't really pay attention. He kind of skated his way through his tests and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And so now he's out of Demon College and he's been assigned his first human and he has no idea what he's doing. And so his uncle Screwtape um, used to be a teacher at the Demon College, but he's retired now. So he wrote letters to his uncle saying, hey, you know, I forgot this or how do I do this or what does this mean, et cetera. And, and so what the book is, each chapter is a letter from Uncle Screwtape, which is why it's called Screwtape Letters, mm-hmm. from Uncle Screwtape to his nephew, Wormwood. And so you never actually see Wormwood's letters, but in, in Screwtape's letters, I say, now you mentioned this in your letter. Here's how I would explain that. It's such a brilliant creative concept that C.S. Lewis came up with. So so when I'm doing a mapping with somebody and we, we've identified all these threads, we now sit there and we say, all right, let's take a look. So imagine, so that we can do this now with you and I. Mm-hmm. So you and I are demons. And we're still in Demon College, yep. and we have a big, big end of semester project, right? <laughs> and our project is Zach Rios. Okay. 
And so we've, we've observed him for a long time now. So we've been able to pick up on his strengths and talents, his desires, his wiring, all, all these threads here. Mm-hmm. So we understand how the enemy above has wired him. Um, and we don't want this to happen because if he's doing everything the enemy above wired him to do, that's trouble for us demons. Yes. Right? Yep. Um, and so we want to screw him up. For some stupid reason, <laughs> the enemy above is brilliant for us. It's great for us. The, billion, the, the enemy above has given each of his humans weaknesses. Why? Why? I still no don't know why. why. Still but, don't know why. Yeah. Um, but fortunately for us. So we've, we've observed Zach, and we know some of his weaknesses. We know um, he, he struggles with control. Mm-hmm. He struggles with perfectionism. He also struggles with pride, right? Um, and so, we want, so, so our project is to figure out, given his wiring, given his threads, yep. Where and given his weaknesses, where can we cause the most trouble? So, looking at your threads, you have this passionate faith thread, you have that the strategic inventor achiever thread, mm-hmm. and then you have that that leader thread, which is broken up to the teaching and, and all that stuff. Um, we know that he struggles with pride. Where is pride going to cause the most trouble in those threads? Um, well, I think it can go in a couple different places, and one of the places that I was just thinking is it can really show up in the belief. And so once the belief um, aspect begins to come up, uh, we can get him to say, oh, yeah, I'm really smart. I have this all figured out. And then just keep him going on the intellectual route. This is weird referring to myself in the <laughs> yeah, third yeah, person yeah, from yeah. this perspective. That's so true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but just keep him going there, make him as intellectual, and just really help him figure out some of the tensions in Scripture and so it can really begin to um, get him to start questioning things and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I think pride also can really show itself in the, uh, the leader part. The leader part, yeah. because as he is influential, can really begin to just give him a little bit of. We, we might get him too big for his bridges. Yeah, and yeah. so then eventually he can just kind of fall down and. Okay, and then he also struggles with perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Where is that going to cause trouble? And you actually already answered that yeah. a few minutes ago. And so that perfectionism really shows itself in that second detail-oriented, strategic mm-hmm. type environment, and then that's also really where control comes out. Um, just wanting to have all of the little things be under control that can really begin to look like micromanaging and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't. Which for us demons, that would be perfect for him to be doing. right. And you said that that's where the control comes in. Yeah, yeah. So, so we know for Zach, we know how God's wired him, mm-hmm. and we know what his muddy fields are. And so, if he's not being intentional with those muddy fields, the muddy fields are going to taint the work that you're doing. Yeah. So, for you, the listener, hopefully, you've identified your threads. And, and remember, we talked about in muddy fields, both in this episode and in season one. Um, we talked about how your weaknesses directly contradict your strengths. Mm-hmm. And knowing that uh, we just can't go into all of that here, you just need to go back um, and listen. I'm forget, I forget the episodes, but but look up um, um, muddy fields or weaknesses in season one. I think it's like right around 1.06 or somewhere in there. Something like that, yeah. Um, and then this season it would have been probably right about the same 2.05 or 2.06 somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I think that one is grouped with the strengths and talents episode. Um, but anyways, strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So for you, the listener, you have your threads and you have your muddy fields, right? Because you've already answered that. You're going to find that your muddy fields are like the worst weaknesses you can have hmm. given your threads. Um, and so, so for example, if you have a service thread that you just naturally want to serve people, there's a chance that you have the people-pleasing muddy field. Mm-hmm. And you can see where that causes trouble. Um, if you have a teacher thread, you might have a pride uh, or stubbornness or inflexibility thing coming up. Mm-hmm. Um if you're highly charismatic and social, 
Um, there might be a, a lust threat or a manipulation threat, mm-hmm. right? So anyways, it's so important to identify are this is where my weaknesses are going to cause the most amount of trouble. Yeah, and it's really interesting as you might be going through, you're just like, but this is one of my core values. Mm-hmm. And the muddy fields can tend to, when they show themselves, be in direct uh opposition to one of your really important values right uh, this is something right. that we were actually talking about beforehand um, just how it can really uh, it's amazing how it can begin to say it's like almost comical yeah almost it's real close yeah, not quite but almost uh, yeah. um, but how like this is a really important value and then when you're in the flesh that's something that you neglect and so yeah. that's kind of focusing in on some of the more details and not as big picture. But I think it's worth mentioning that yeah. um, they directly go against the patterns that you'll find. And as you start looking into the details more, you'll find out that they go completely against those as well. Yeah. And so so the key here, and again, we can't spend a lot of time on this because we we've dedicated other episodes to this. Mm-hmm. But once you see that, you need to identify your counters, the biblical, because the job is not to get rid of those weaknesses because yeah. I don't think you can. Mm-hmm. The job is, is what are the biblical um, counters that I need to pursue so that I can temper and keep those weaknesses at yeah. bay? So, Zach, for you, um, what are some biblical counters that will help you with pride? Um, I think one of the main ones is recognizing who I am uh, in compar- like, and recognizing who God is. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm recognizing that I am just a servant being used of God, then mm-hmm. that eliminates the ability for me to think of myself more highly than I am. Yeah. What's something that will counter your perfectionism? Um, contentment, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Just recognizing that it's not always going to be the idealistic picture in my head mm-hmm. and being willing to accept that uh, and not like settle for yeah. a lower standard, but just recognize that it's not always right possible to actually attain that standard yeah um and just be willing to be content with that and move forward and then what's something that can help you counter uh your control issues um i think with control uh it goes back to also just re- and this is why that first category of who god is and who you it's are so is important. so important mm-hmm. because i think that goes back to that as well that if i'm sitting here thinking me this little human has to have control over every little detail yeah and i lose sight of the all-powerful creator that wants control and actually has control yeah. over every little detail that can really um it, so once i recognize that it can help with the control yeah so it uh, it starts with a t and ends with rust uh put them together you can do it tr- tr- sound trust like, sound like, there you yeah. go. <laughs> It's like a, a um, um, uh, Sesame Street, right? I remember the, the word of the day was sun. And we go, un, un. You know, I, I can still visualize it. My Saturday mornings with my brother watching that stuff. Anyways, um, so so for, for Zach, he needs to be pursuing understanding who God is and mm-hmm. who he is and trusting and contentment and think, yeah. those kind of things. And as he's pursuing those things, it'll help keep those muddy fields at bay, mm-hmm. which will then enable him to really flourish in those threads that are his calling. Yeah. So same for you, the listener. You know, you identify the threads, or your, your weaknesses, and then you identify the counters to them. And so you, you now really have a, a fairly accurate picture of who you are and what you're supposed to be doing with that, mm-hmm. that you're pursuing walking with God and pursuing these biblical counters to keep your muddy fields tempered and at bay as best as possible so that your wiring can really flourish so that it's a, and this is the win, 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 right? So that God mm-hmm. is happy and you're impacting others and you're happy and all that kind of thing. 
Um, so with that, so putting all this together, just to kind of reiterate and repeat, I know I repeat myself a lot. I, I get teased by that sometimes. But one of the things for me is is that repetition, rep- repetition helps with learning. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we miss stuff. Yeah. And so later on it's said, oh, okay, I, I can catch it again. Um, and so putting all this together, you know, you need, you the listener need to take ownership of this and just run with it. And so we talked about, you need to, you know, identify what are those key threads in your wiring. And then the next step of that is you need to really figure out how those interact with one with each other. So we talked about it with Zach's. And mm-hmm. so now that you know how they're interacting with each other, you can kind of figure out how, how is all this going to play out? What kind of environment should I be in? What kind of people should I be amongst uh, over what kind of timeline is all this going to play out? Yeah, and then also you want to figure out what B and uh, other counters, muddy field, muddy field counters, uh, should you be focused on developing and honing, and then what skills and talents and contributions should you be developing and honing, and then what what are the logistics of it? What do you need to be prioritizing? What's it going to cost? What resources do you need? Um, what do you need to make changes? What things you need to move around? And then how does that all fit in with the timeline? So that segues into, so in, in the Know Thyself workbook that we have, there's nine questions. And so the first seven are all those introspective questions. Mm-hmm. The eighth question is, what is your mapping? Everything we've just been talking about. Yep. And so then that segues into the last question, which is the question nine. And so the way in, in the Know Thyself groups, what we do is we sign this for homework for the last week, that now that everybody has their mappings um, and they've got an idea of what they're supposed to do, what is the next step they're supposed to take? And so in question nine, I think there's like 10 um, sub questions that are there in the book. Mm-hmm. And so what I tell people to do is, is only take like 45 minutes to go through these 10. So you've only got like four or five minutes to answer each one. So it's not about answering all of them in detail. Purposefully, you just kind of prayerfully go through this mm-hmm. and you just do rapid fire. And so I have them rapid fire through answering the 10 questions. As they do that, typically there's one or two questions that are really going to jump out and get their attention mm-hmm. and they're going to want to spend a lot more time on and so I tell them, so that those one or two, go ahead and answer in detail because that should because because the ten questions are all good and these are all steps that you need to take over the course of your whole journey, but mm-hmm. you can't take them all at one time. And so you're trying to figure out what's the one or two little baby steps that I need to do right now. Uh, and so you, you go through those ten questions and then you find the one or two that are really jumping out, like you know the, the spirit kind of nudging you, you know, mm-hmm. and tweaking tweaking your ear, um, saying this is what I want you to do next. So what we're going to do right now is we're just going to rapid fire. We're just going to list list out. Man, I gotta stop hitting that microphone. Um, <laughs> list out the the questions, and so you can listen to them. And so maybe like this will be one of those like kind of you start, stop, start, stop yeah. as, you, as you write the questions down. And so for you, the listener, answer each of those ten, but answer each of them briefly, mm-hmm. and then see which one or two you really want to spend more time answering. So one of the questions is: Now that you've gone through this entire process, um, go back to your beliefs, and is there any any tweaking? or any adjustments that you want to make to your beliefs now that you've gone through this process? And if so, what are the, what do those adjustments look like? And then secondly, you also need to ask yourself, do you need to adjust, adjust your list of values? And if so, how do you need to do that? And that goes back to, we had you write your as is list. Now you can write your should be list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the third question is, do I need, looking at my timeline, do I need to process through any tough time in my past? Maybe I've kind of swept it under the rug because I didn't mm. want to deal with it, some dark, dark thing or whatever. And if so, who can I lean on to process through that? To me, it would be like, you know, a qualified, professional, loving Christian counselor. Yeah. And with that one, it's really interesting. And I believe we touched on this back when we were talking about timeline. Uh, you might think that you've already worked through mm, that. Right, right. Um, but going through this, you might be able to 
figure out some more of that. Yeah. Uh, the next question is, what methods, talents, or gifts should I focus on and hone, and how and where should I use those? Uh, the next question is, what fruit of the Spirit or other biblical elements um, will help me counter my weaknesses? Mm-hmm. Am I spending a part of my time among my negative magnets? If not, where can I start? That's a fun one, by the way. Mm-hmm. Usually I have at least one person in each group where that's the question that they realize they're supposed to spend more time on. Like, oh, I don't want to spend time <laughs> on my negative magnets. You know? Yeah. Um, and then also, do I have, talking about the, the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and the, the, the flesh-spirit dichotomy, do I have someone holding me accountable and encouraging me through that dichotomy? And which elements of my spirit-led description should I be focused on right now? Mm-hmm. Also, of my B dreams, what should I be focused on right now? And then as, as God is leading me into the do portion of my calling, I'm, I'm looking at my do dreams. What tasks is he calling me to do? In what in, this is the logistics, what environment or workplace or career, which of my strengths you know, are critical for doing those tasks? And then the next question is just kind of big picture, uh, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. What kind of plan should I be making for the future and what's coming down the road next? So that's um, spend a little time on that just to help you figure out now that you've gone through this whole second season of Know Thyself, um, what's the next step for you, what you should be doing. Yeah. So the last thing that we're going to do today um, is just kind of wrap all this up and, and just speak from the heart and um, just trying to paint this picture and inspire you that this mm-hmm. is an awesome process, right, to go through. So, Zach, what would you say, you know, what do you hope listeners are te- taking away from this? What's what's one of your desires yeah. or goals or dreams for the listeners that are going through this season? Yeah, one of the main things that I really hope people are getting as they go through this is just a whole new recognition of how amazingly complex they are, but then how all of that works together in a way that actually makes sense. And so I feel like there's a lot of people that um, either they don't understand, they don't think they're complicated, or they think they're too complicated, Mm -hmm. and they just don't really have a grasp on how that actually plays out and that might have been discouraging or something like that. And I just really hope that people are getting to a spot where they can begin to say, okay, so this is, this is actually, I actually make sense. Like I actually, this all fits together in this really complicated way that still is coherent and makes sense. And I really hope that it's just giving the listeners an appreciation of God and his creativity because it's just amazing how God has worked and he's so intimately involved with humans. I think it was last week we talked about how um, nature displays the creativity of God and the bigness of God. And then just really this whole discussion really demonstrates the personal nature of God. And so God is so much more yeah. than just this big picture, like guy in the sky with this rule book and plan. Like he actually is intimately involved in each of our lives and he's set us up on a trajectory where he's given us desires, he's given us giftings, he's given us purpose and dreams and passion, and all of that fits together into something, into you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that you can actually begin to recognize that and then move forward into, um, so what does this look like practically? And I just really hope that this has given people the ability to see that complexity and just get an appreciation for the complexity of yourself, the complexity of your story, just how everything's played together up to this point. And other people. Yes. And then just how you can begin to really move forward with that. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. So for me, and I was thinking about this before, you know, we came in to record and some, and I had some similar things that you had. 
I, I hope that you realize that you do make sense, mm-hmm. um, that there is a reason that you are here. There is a reason that you are alive. It is not just coincidence or chance that you've been born. Um, it's not coincidence or chance the way that you've been wired. God knows what he's doing, hmm. and he intentionally crafted you. Um, he had he was very excited about what he could do through you and what you could accomplish. Larry Crabb talks about how two core needs of every people are security and significance. Security is this, I want to feel that I belong, mm-hmm. uh, a part of something and, and safe there. And then significance is I, I want to I feel like I can contribute something back to where I belong, right? Yeah. And, um, and we see this in the Bible. This was another big thing I hope you take away from this. That like you know, I think you know, a lot of times like you read a passage and, and it, you gloss over it, you don't really understand it, it is what it is, mm-hmm. and then like you come to some conclusion or you come to some aha moment in life, and then you come back and you read that verse and you're like, oh, now I know what that verse re- means, right? It takes so much more life, and so you you have the examples of like Psalm 139, yeah, I think it's verses like 13 to 16. It says for you you and so think about this right now as you're listening. Um, this is someone talking to God, but it plays into this whole know they self. For God, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. This is talking about people, right? Hmm. Um, everybody made is wonderful. I know that full well. Yeah. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, whatever that means, right? <laughs> um, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Mm-hmm. God's got a plan for you, and he wired you according to the plan. I believe in free will, but according to the plan that he wants you to carry out. Yeah. And then a verse that I really like is First uh, Timothy 1.12, and that says, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength that he considered me faithful, appointing me to his service. And that just goes back to that whole discussion of God equipping you to do the task that he's given you. Mm-hmm. That's just really exciting. And, you know, and look at uh, Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So God wired you to accomplish certain good works. Yeah, and in order to effectively do those things, it's really important, Ephesians 4, 1 says, to, as a prisoner of the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you've received. And so we've been given this purpose and uh, been equipped to do these things. And what we need to do is we need to make sure that we're actually living in such a way that we can most effectively uh, counter our muddy fields and really begin to do that the most effective way we can. Yeah. So what else do I hope that you guys, the listeners, can take away from this? One, there's a couple of things I want you to remember. One is the scope varies from individual to individual. So everybody's callings are different. Everybody's wirings are different. Um, and so we need to respect that. You know, a little side note, get others on their journey. So if you've really gotten a lot out of this, um, encourage your friends to do the same. Mm-hmm. If you're a parent and you have kids, now the kids, eventually I think we'll try to do another self version for kids. It'll be yeah. a more simplified than this. But some of those questions that your kids can begin answering now, or you can begin observing and trying to answer, mm-hmm. you know, uh, on behalf of your kids. And so encourage your kids um, to, to pursue this, this intentional journey of knowing self. Encourage your friends and family. You know what? Encourage your enemies. Hmm. You know, those people you don't like, they've got a calling. Yeah. They got a calling just as noble as your calling, right? And maybe they've got, they've gotten sidetracked on it. Hmm. Help them figure themselves out and love your enemies, right? Yeah. 
Um, and that's just a, a way to really humbly actually put into practice mm-hmm. where it says in Matthew to love your enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, do good to them. Do, doing good to them and actually helping them figure out what their purpose is because they have gifts too. But, and like we've talked about, there's the positive and the negative side of your gifts. Mm-hmm. And so they are probably just leaning more towards the negative side of their gifts. And so right. you equipping them to actually positively use their gifts is powerful. And, okay. something that we- <laughs> and changing the world if you do that, you yeah. know? Um, I think about um, people say, or people, I think people, people think that one of the signs of Christian maturity is how long you've been a Christian. No, Mm-mm. you know? Um, another sign could be how much knowledge you have. Not necessarily, because knowledge puffs up. To me, one of the greatest measurements for how mature somebody is is how well they love their enemies and those they can't stand. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a huge, which shows you most people aren't mature, right? Yeah. Um, so that's one thing to remember. A second thing to remember is that the rewards that you're going to get in heaven because of your obedience, they're they're based on your obedience and your investment, not your total output. This mm-hmm. goes back to the parable of the talents. So the five-talent person earned five more, and the two-talent person earned two more but both of them got the exact same word for word commendation. So this is why you can't compare your calling to other people. Mm-hmm. God wants you to do what he wired you to do, no more, no less. To do anything less than God called you to do is a sin of laziness or fear or whatever. Mm-hmm. To do anything more than God called you to do is, is a sin of pride or perfectionism or control, you know, that kind of thing. Sure. So just find out how God wired you and go be and do that. Mm-hmm. That's all you gotta do. And and if somebody else is wired with more talents, they're smarter than you are. They have they have a, a bigger audience than you have. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. They got more expectations for them, you know. Um, or if somebody has a smaller calling, so to speak, than you, don't look down on that. You know. Mm-hmm. Everybody figure out who they're supposed to be and what they're supposed to do, and be that and do that, right? Yeah. And and if you're if you're loyal, if you're faithful, and you do that, no more, no less. Oh my goodness! The reward you're going to get is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, because just think about how much of how much more effective we would be if we were content with where we are and we weren't looking down at people that had right. a less than type of thing or, or looking indie, up. Right. Like, if we all actually took this seriously and began to be content with where God's placed us, we would each be able to do our roles more effectively, and then as the body of Christ, everyone working together would be able to accomplish so much yeah, more. Yeah, if you're a hand, be a hand. If you're mm-hmm. a spleen, be a spleen, right? Yeah. If you're a kneecap, be a kneecap. Just be you. Because mm-hmm. um, if everybody's doing that, you don't need to do other people's jobs. Yep. And if people aren't doing it, you still don't need to do their jobs. Hmm. You need to do your job, right? Yeah. Uh, and then a third thing I want you guys to remember is <laughs> this whole journey of trying to hone who you are and do the healthy version of you mm-hmm. And to live out your threads, right, and, and, and pursue your calling. This is the water walking and wind walking from Seven States Journey. It is by far the toughest thing you will ever do. Mm-hmm. It is hard, yeah. right, flat out. At the same time, it is also the most rewarding mm-hmm. thing that you will ever do. Um and it'll totally make up for any effort you know that, that that you're putting into it. And so this goes you know to the to the sweet and sours that this does require intentionality and effort. And there is a high cost to it, and it can be lonely at times. Mm-hmm. But if you're obedient in developing who you are and carrying out your calling, you're going to become more resilient 
and more impactful. You're going to have more defense and more offense. You're going to make other people smile because you're benefiting them. You're going to make your God grin from ear to ear because he he gets to marvel you mm-hmm. know, at your faith. We've, we've talked about that before. Um, you're going to find more freedom and more joy, and you're going to get those eternal re- rewards. You know, So 2 Corinthians 4, though, outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. Mm-hmm. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's so much scripture about this. And so I really want you guys to understand that the you know the I, I believe in a simple salvation. We'll discuss more of this in mm-hmm. other seasons where God is saying, um, I want you to you know Romans ten nine. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, right? If you sincerely acknowledge that Jesus is Master, He's a divine Master, mm-hmm. and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, that He died on the cross for your sins, and, and then was resurrected three days later, or on the third day, whatever, um, you're saved, you're preserved, delivered, made whole. Mm-hmm. So so, um, it's a simple salvation. And, but then he asks a whole lot more on top of that that's not salvific, but he wants you to step up and, and develop and mature and, and find your calling. Mm-hmm. The reality is the majority of the world does not confess Jesus as Lord. And the majority of those that confess Jesus as Lord don't actually get out on the water and do the wind walking and really hone and develop who they are and pursue their calling. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening right now and you're realizing, I need to do this. You know, Isaiah, here am I, Lord, send me, mm-hmm. right? Um, you're a minority of a minority, and you don't look don't look at that in pride, but realize there's not a whole lot of us running around, mm-hmm. and God wants more, right? Mm-hmm. He, he wants those percentages flipped, and so and so do this, please. You know, if you haven't believed in Jesus yet, recognize He is Lord. He mm-hmm. is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is the Creator of the universe. He is the Savior for the world. Acknowledge that, yeah, and then you get an eternal life. If you've already acknowledged that, step up. Hmm. Don't wing your way through life. Don't coast. Be intentional. Pursue this stuff. Develop and hone. Work through your muddy fields. Develop your Mm -hmm. strengths and talents. Find your threads in your calling and act on it and go do it. God is going to flip out Mm -hmm. in a good way if more and more people do that. Yeah, and it's really interesting because it seems like it's easier, if you are a believer, it seems like it's easier to just sit in the boat and not do anything. Right, right. And in a way it is. Um, yeah. I mean, just being honest, it really is. But then also, once you actually begin to pursue Christ and get out on the water and actually begin to do that, then you can begin to find your calling mm-hmm. and then you have fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. you've moved beyond just riding in a boat and being a casual observer, looking on a Sunday morning, watching the pastor do things, going home, doing your thing during the week, coming back on Sunday. And that whole consumer mentality begins to change as you really internalize this yeah. and make it your own. And then, like we talked about in um, the seven stage journey back in season one, you actually begin to fly. And then other people can actually look at you and say, Whoa. what, what are you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like what, what's going You're different. And once that begins to occur, you can actually begin to have the conversation that can lead someone to get in the boat. Yeah. Cause you're going to be salt and light cities on a hill, mm-hmm. right? People are going to flock to you yeah. cause you're developing your character and you're pursuing your calling. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so those are some of the things that I hope that you guys take away from this. I hope that I hope you learn and recognize and realize there's also some things I hope that you do. 
I hope that you pursue a more in-depth, intimate relationship with God, Mm -hmm. that you truly are understanding who this triune God is, which is all from Scripture and prayer, um, and pursue him and, you know, and, and, and develop all that. I think that Larry Crabb's um, 66 Love Letters and John Eldridge's Waking the Dead and Bruce Wilkinson's The Dream Giver are all three fantastic books. Mm-hmm. And actually, Randy Alcorn's Heaven would be another one, um, are kind of like four books that I recommend everybody read in addition to the Bible. Um, and so go consider reading those. Larry Crabb's 66 Love Letters, John Eldridge's Waking the Dead, and, and Bruce Wilkinson's The Dream Giver. Uh, and and, and um, Randy Alcorn's Heaven. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and so pursue that relationship with him. Get in awe of who God is and what he's doing. And then develop the be and do within you, right? Develop your character and your attitude and hone your talents and your strengths and style. And do so in pursuit of engaging others, right? Find that niche that you're supposed to fill and then fill it. Mm-hmm. Right, play that role that you're supposed to play, and so this reminds me of a, of a couple poems that I really like that that play into all this. Um, there's an old, I, I think I've quoted this before in the se- in the season, but there's a Danish proverb that says, "What you are is God's gift to you, and what you do with yourself is your gift to God." Hmm. I love that. Right? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Tolkien, uh, and this is the whole rekindling quote we talked about in season one. And here with maybe thou shalt rekindle hearts to the valor of old in a world that grows chill. And so our world is growing chill. It's growing dark. It's growing cold. And if, if you're developing your being internal character traits and you're developing your skills and you're pursuing your calling, you get to rekindle passions for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then there's also, you know, Dead Poets Society. If you've never de- seen Dead Poets Society, watch it. <laughs> Robin Williams, brilliant film. Love it to death. And, and there's two poems that he quotes in, the, in, that, in that movie, and, I, and I'll quote it here. One is from Alfred Lord Tennyson. Um, and he's talking about um, take, you know, stepping up, right, and pursuing your calling. And he says, come, my friends, tis not too late to seek a newer world. For my purpose holds to sail beyond the sunset. And though we are not now that strength which in old days moved earth and heaven, that which we are, we are. One equal temper of heroic heart, made weak by time and fate, but strong in will to strive, to seek, to find, and not to yield. I get goosebumps even they read that. And the other one is to quote from Walt Whitman. And, 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 and Walt's trying to figure out what the purpose of life is, you know. And he says, oh, me, oh, life of, of the questions of these recurring, of the endless trains of the faithless, of cities filled with the foolish. What good amid these, oh, me, oh, life? Answer, that you're here, that life exists and identity, that the powerful play goes on and that you may contribute a verse. Hmm that the powerful play goes on and that you may contribute a verse. That's what I want for you guys. Mm-hmm. I want you to figure out what your verse is, you know, and, and then go do it. Um, I, had, I had in the last part of the, of the Another Self workbook, I kind of tie all this stuff together and I'm just going to read a part of this. My friends, this is very, very real. This, this, all of this that we've discussed rings of truth and clarity. Are you not happy with where you are? Do you feel that you're missing something? Do you recognize that there's a higher level at which you should be living? Hmm. First and foremost, that comes with accepting Christ Jesus as your Savior and your Master. A little over 2,000 years ago, he came to this planet in human form to one, die for us so that we might enter heaven, and two, teach us how to live and mature until then. So give credit to the fact that his death bought your ticket into heaven. Admit that you cannot do enough good to buy your way into a perfect eternal life. Rely on Jesus and give credit to him for what he did for you, that he is your savior. And not only that, sincerely confess that he's also your master. He is the boss in life. He sets your guidelines. You're to obey him in all things. 
once you've chosen to rely on Jesus and you truly acknowledge that he is the master of your life, there is one other big commitment that you can make. Learn what the master's designed for you. Hmm. What servant role are you to play? What niche are you to fill in his kingdom? Think about this. You are the servant to the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the ancient of days, the self-existent creator of the universe. Hmm. How incredible is that? How powerful and inspiring is that? So what role has your King Jesus commanded you to play? And when the master returns, will you be suddenly and awesomely, which will be suddenly and awesomely, will you be able to say that you obeyed and are performing the task and filling the niche that he asked of you? It's very convicting for me mm-hmm. that when, when, when God comes back to earth, he's going to ask two questions. One, did you confess me as Lord? And I, I know that I can say, yeah, I do. And he's going to say, great come into an eternal life of paradise with me and a bunch of other people. Hmm. The second question he's going to ask is, listen, I designed you in a very specific way and I had a calling for you. What'd you do with that? I goofed off for the first 30 years of my life, you know? And it wasn't until my 30s that I started to even realize all this. So how old, how old you are as you're listening right now, understand it's never too late, right? Don't don't yeah. don't, don't get yeah. mad at that. Just recognize, ooh, I, okay, I guess I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't been taught that before. Mm-hmm. And now I'm learning that. I want to find out what, what my calling is, right? And, and carry it out for my Lord. It's amazing. And so I finished with one of my favorite verses, which is Jeremiah 6, 16. Um, and it says, stand at the crossroads and look. Ask where the ancient paths are and walk in them, uh, and you will find rest for your soul. Hmm. Now, that's 616a. The second half of the verse says, but you did not. Hmm. <laughs> um, and it's such a powerful statement. And so you guys are at a crossroads now because you really have no longer an excuse. Now that you've listened to this, even if it's just this episode mm-hmm. or the whole season, um, I kind of screwed you over now, right? Because you have <laughs> you have no excuse of ignorance of, oh, I didn't know I had a calling, right? Mm-hmm. No, you do, right? Um, and so you're at that crossroads now. What, what, what are you going to do with it? You know, are, are you going to act on that? And this is where we, we have to kind of sign off, right, and, and wrap all this up. And it, it's hard for me to do that because I don't know where you are. You know, are you in Cambodia or China or Thailand or Germany or Spain? Um, are you, you know, in, in any one of these states, right, all across the country, California, Arizona, Illinois, Michigan, Virginia, uh, Florida, New Jersey, whatever, wherever, mm-hmm. wherever you are, um, I don't know what you're going to do with this. I, I do look forward to the day in heaven on the other side of the gates when we get to see the impact of all this, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and so obviously feel free to, to, to call us and we can try to encourage, encourage you on that. Um, but the, the, the only other thing I can do is just say a prayer for you guys. And this is something obviously I'm very, very passionate about. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's hard for me not getting to talk with you guys face to face, but I'm also excited knowing that we've got a God who's very heavily invested in your life. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you're surrounded by other mature people, some anyways, um, and you guys can go through this together. So let me just, just say a prayer for you guys. Ah, I didn't plan this one. Um, Papa, I'm, I'm. Oh, I'm just blown away by your attention to detail, by your master of niche marketing, um, by your patience. I, I, I'm blown away by your plan that, that, that you decided you're going to design this whole universe and earth and you're going to populate it with people so that we can all have love and community and faith and obedience and submission. Um, I, I'm blown away by the fact that you said, oh, and when I make all these people, I'm going to make all of them 
each person totally unique. There's going to be similarities between everybody and personality tests that are developed thousands of years later will be able to identify all that. And there's, there's these generalities and similarities, but everyone's going to have their own unique take on it. And I, and I, and I purposely am going to design each of them so they can each have their own niche to, to fill. It's like a human body. There's going to be a hand and a, and a brain and an eye and, and all these kind of things. I'm blown away by this God. I'm blown away that this was the way you think, right? And this is this is part of the reason that that, that you've created all of life to see who's going to step up and do that thing. Lord, I'm also completely blown away by how little we do that. I don't I don't fully get that. I don't know exactly what's going on there. Fear and ignorance and all kinds of stuff. And I know that your hope is that everybody confesses you as Lord and that everybody finds their calling and pursue it. I know that the reality is it's a minority and a minority of a minority that's going to go through that. But I know that there are some. There are some who will, that are going to step up and find you. And they're going to step up and, and hone and develop who you made them to be. And they're going to become, start working toward the complete version of who you designed them to be. Um, and they're going to find their little niche and they're going to just nail it, knock it out of the park, Lord. I know this for as minority as it is, I know that these people change reality. They change life. They impact those around them. And so, Lord, I believe that, that, that you orchestrate things and that for multitude of reasons, different people are, are listening to this, this podcast and this season too. And so I pray for those individuals, Lord. I pray that if they haven't quite committed to you yet, that they're starting to realize how important you actually really are, that you are the most important piece to the puzzle, that you, you're the puzzle builder, you know. And I pray that they can begin, I pray that they can find some solid, non-hypocritical, non-judging, non-weak, non-immature Christians, um, excited, passionate, mature, knowledgeable ones that they can walk them through some of the complexities of, of who you are. And Lord, for those listeners that are already starting to, get, to kind of get an idea uh, of that, and they've already committed to you, and they, and they want to be obedient to the next level, they're just trying to figure out where that goes. I pray for this season. I pray that, that you can use these episodes to, to help them figure it out. And obviously not that we're the, the end-all, be-all answer, that you send other people into their life and circumstances and whisper to them in prayer and show them passages of Scripture that can help explain all this and help them figure out what they look like and what the complete version of them looks like and how to get from A to B. Um, and let them see that. I know that knowing is half the battle, Lord, but I also know this is crazy scary and it's, cr it's crazy amounts of, of work that's required for this. And so I pray that you just give them that energy that you that they need, that you give them the, the boldness that they need, that you give them the passion and the zeal and the drive that they need, that you give them whatever it is that they need and patience because this is a whole lifetime pursuit, not a, not a year-long thing you knock out and, and just help them slow everything down, but be very intentional in trying to carry that out, right? And surround them with other, other water walkers and wind walkers um, that, that can do this um, beside them, Lord. And I ask these things because I know that it's part of your will. I know that this is what you want. And I know that if it's part of your will, we can boldly ask, even mm -hmm. demand. So Lord, I, I'll go that far. I'll demand this. I'll demand that you give them the insight and the clarification and the conviction and the confirmation that they need. Um, and that you just equip them with everything that they need to go be one of these um, salt and light cities on the hill that's, that's going to change the world. I pray for Zach and I as we continue to pursue that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and Lord, I, I pray all these things for for your glory and for your joy. That this is something that you delight in, right? And this is something that we can we can celebrate and praise and really just be in awe of. Um, and then lastly, Lord, I just thank you ahead of time for what what you've already done in the six thousand years plus of human history, um, and what you're going to continue to do. How long, how long ever we're on this little third rock from the sun. Um, I thank you ahead of time for what you're going to do through Zach's life and through my life and through Isaiah's life and. 
people in my community group and, and, and people listening to this episode and uh, all these things, Lord, that 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 um, it's exciting that we're going to get to the other side of the gates and we can talk and celebrate these things. And I know that I know it's going to happen. I know it's already happened and more will. And so I thank you ahead of time for putting all that to happen. And so, Lord, we love you and we thank you for your love. Amen. Amen. So, guys, that's it. That's the, you know, and we, I think we're right that this is, yep, well, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So um, we're, we're just about done here. So um, one last little thing is just the announcement for season three. Yep. And so that'll be, I'm not for sure when that's going to be. It's going to take a little time to kind of record some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but season three is going to be the unpacking. And, and you just need, you're going to need to listen to the first episode, and we'll explain all what the unpacking is. But it's trying to unpack and go in detail all the different concepts and key principles of Scripture, mm-hmm. faith, hope, love, anger, patience, all that stuff, um, God's character, all that. And we're going to try to explore that in all these different episodes so you can get a much better understanding that, you know, one of my big passions is applying the details of the Bible to the details of your life. Mm-hmm. You can't do that if you don't know the details. True. And so the unpacking season is going to be trying to get all those all those details. So just be on the lookout for season three with that. Yeah. And so with that, we are going to just wrap up here. If you do have any questions, we honestly, we, we say this every week, but we really honestly would love to hear from you guys. Uh, just questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks. I mean, really, will <laughs> yeah. just any of that, uh, because we really do care about you guys. and We would love to have some more interaction with you. So if you'd like to take us up on that, you can email us at info at rekindlingministries.com or visit the website at rekindlingministries.org. We're so excited for this journey that you guys are on and hope that uh, God can just really use this season in a big and powerful way in your lives. Yeah, go rock the world, be salt and light. Love you guys.